listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is a show where women, non-binary, and femme-identifying folks tell their grossest story. Our live show happens every month in Chicago. Uh, I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this week our live story is from Melody Kamali. She talks about a three-week bender that led to the worst first date of all time. And I sat down with Naomi Spungen, a comic living in Chicago, and she tells a story about losing her virginity and another story about a trip to Israel that uh, didn't go quite as expected. Okay, um, I was just telling Jenna that I'm going to start with a short um uh what's what i look for vignette. a vignette before i launch into my big story because this is something i remember today and it was very traumatic so um when i lost my virginity like the day i turned 15 oh, and that was Christ. totally calculated like i started dating um this is definitely a brag a 16 year old boy when i was 14 yeah i was cool and <laughs> Um, the only reason we were dating is because I wanted to be the coolest girl in school and I was well on my way there and, um, he wanted to have sex, but I was like, okay, even I know that 14 is outrageous. So let's wait for the arbitrary, uh, change of, uh, age for me, 15. So I turned 15. I was like, hell yeah. Time for me to really get fucking cool immediately. Cause I'm going to have sex. And we did. It was rocky as hell. But I was like, tight. I did it. I'm fucking awesome now. <laughs> like, that was my attitude towards losing my virginity, which is so uh, disturbing. But um, I was so stoked that I lost it that, like, right after we had sex, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to a party. <laughs> See ya. And I, like, went and met my friends at a house party. And I was like, guess what, everyone? I had sex. And everyone was like, oh, my God. And uh, I got all of the like props that I wanted, but what I didn't anticipate was that having sex for the first time, like, <laughs> I don't know medically what happened. Maybe this is a thing, but I think my like intestines oh. were not used to like, ha- like being slightly like jumbled <laughs> when they were jostled. Okay, I would like to point out to the listener that <laughs> Naomi is a very small woman, and honestly, I didn't think there was room inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's that 16 so. year old uh jewish uh north shore <laughs> yeah. dick you know you gotta make space i'm uh, not surprised to hear that she was <laughs> jostled to kingdom come i was but jostled going, so to your, kingdom come so your intestines got smashed i was jostled to the promised land of man <laughs> my intestines got smashed yes and all of a sudden in the middle of getting all of these props at this party and i was just like on cloud nine I had to take an enormous shit. <laughs> so go into the bathroom and we're in, by the way, we're in a ba- like a finished basement and uh, I, I, you know, uh, unzip my juicy tracksuit and <laughs> I uh, take a huge dump and I'm like, great, nailed it. Actually, uh, this is the best night ever. Walk out of the bathroom and this guy, I can't remember his name, but he must have been a year older and he came up to me. It was his house. And he was like, oh, you didn't just use that toilet, did you? <laughs> And I was like, because I'm pretty smart. I was like, no, why? And he was like, oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> and I was like, tight. And then I did not say anything to anyone else. I walked straight out the door of that party and I never returned. Okay, I have questions. So when you... 
<laughs> By the way, to this day, I don't know if the poop is still in that toilet. It might be. I have, it might be like fossilized um, in there. I guess my main question for this one is, after you took the big dump, right. did you try to flush? Because it doesn't sound like Oh, yeah, I tried. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, of course not. I never flushed. I was 14. I, w- I was fucking busy, dude. I was trying to... Tell everyone I had sex. (laughs) The door was probably still open. I don't think she washed her hands. For sure, no. I was more of a Purell girl. I had one of those little Um, rubber pink Purell pants. No, I don't. I forgot that part. I was panicked for like a split second, but then I was like, there are a lot of people here. Ah." (laughs) They'll never know. (laughs) But the proprietor of the house was right outside the fucking door. But I'm lucky I thought so fast. I was like, no. <laughs> um, when, when I, uh, <laughs> I take really big shits. Um, I don't shit very often, but I do, I do big, big old, big Go ones. Go on. Uh, Go thank on. Thank you so much. <laughs> Go on, queen. Uh, and when I first moved in with my boyfriend, he like went to the co-op and I was like, I got a minute to really let loose. We need a co-op, like a grocery store. Yeah, like were you bragging? Like, well, we were doing, no. <laughs> right. I, I was. I, he did go to the co-op, so I brought it up. Oh. It was the closest grocery store okay. to our house, and no, it was I mean, very expensive. Cool. I, but we, we did have to go there. Um, All right, Rockefellers. Listen, I eat Genesis. organic, and I shoot, I shoot organic too, and it it shows. Um, anyway, so I took a very large shit mm-hmm. and. I hadn't lived, we just moved in the house, so I was like, like, we just got settled, and I hadn't really, like, done a number on the toilet Like, yet. you didn't know how much you could so take. So, I didn't, yeah, I, mean, I hadn't, like, tested the, like, threshold of this, and it's kind of an old building, too, so. Wait, is it this one? The house we're in? No, 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 oh, this okay. is in Madison, and, oh. um, so I, I was just like, I don't yeah, even want to take the chance of flushing, because once you flush, then. It's all over. It's in God's Imagine hands. if it came yeah. out. <laughs> Well, if it gets flushed, all over it's like, your little Birkin, co-op Birkenstocks. I know, and so <laughs> instead of taking the chance, I was like, I knew I had mere minutes to go, so I grabbed a plastic bag, oh. and I wrapped it around my hand. And I just reached in the toilet and <laughs> grabbed it and wrapped it up in a bag, and then uh, <laughs> we were on like oh the third floor of this God. apartment no. building. So I ran downstairs and I threw it in the dumpster. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> And plastic bags don't biodegrade. It's still there. It's yeah, like perfectly that's preserved. True. <laughs> and this is okay. This is not the first time I, or it wouldn't be the last time I did that. Oh my Why god! What are you doing? <laughs> it's funny that just knowing you and your boyfriend now, you'd probably like take that dump at his feet. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I would do. <laughs> you just like leave it for open. him to yeah. <laughs> remove. Door open, making eye contact, but at the time, yeah. you were like, no. <laughs> Girls that's, don't poop. That's, oh, I feel <laughs> like meanwhile there's someone putting human shit in the dumpster. I was worried you were gonna say you threw it out the window and it no, hit like no, an elderly I, neighbor. Or no, something. I had a minute to. I like came home and like minutes later he walked in. And you were just like, I'm sure. You, I'm sure it was one of those where he's like, "Why are you making that face?" <laughs> Did you put your poop in a bag and throw it in the dumpster? That is a telltale expression. There is no hiding it. Okay, all right, what's he, so hit me, what's your, we're moving on to, okay. what's your next story? I'm going to tell the abridged version, because I think when I told this at Lady, like, uh, people were like, why are you talking about Palestine? <laughs> okay. 
Um, <clears throat> so this happened around the same time as that other story. I, I was like a year or two older, so I must have been like 16 or 17. Uh, juicy track suits, still going strong, unfortunately. Um, also, and that's actually like foreshadowing for the story, because if, you, if you're anywhere near mine and Jenna's age, you know that if you were wearing Juicy in 2007 or eight you were also wearing Victoria's Secret like thongs. Like those things were just like hand in hand. Those were one in the same. Yeah, I definitely uh, didn't wear either of those things. Did you? Um, <laughs> no. Oh, well, yeah, you were Northern Wisconsin. Even to this day, I... Uh, I wonder what the equivalent like, would have been around where um, you were. Oh, no, no, they were wearing thongs. I personally wasn't. Oh, I oh. was wearing like the underwear that like had a frog on the front. Oh, <laughs> um, see, different clients. Yeah, not, we, we definitely would not, not have run in the same crew. <laughs> <laughs> I never had the personality to pull off the look. I just so badly wanted to be like everything. So that was all foreshadowing. Um, so when I was like, I was 16 or 17, I went on one of those like, uh, teen trips to Israel. They're like they're met. They're they're like pitched as like, uh, like get in touch with your spiritual roots. But it's really like meet a Jew and please fuck and have kids. Like Hell we need yeah. you to please. Um, that like so that was the true promise. And so we were in Israel and Can I, I go on one of those trips. Uh, you probably yeah. <laughs> they take you. I wouldn't meet a Jew. Oh God! <laughs> 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 okay. Well. Lower now. and get through this so um i don't remember a lot from this trip um but uh one thing i do remember was just first of all being like in that phase of life uh that you did not go through apparently but i was just like i just loved it i I think you will go through (laughs) you're gonna be wearing show up with a juicy tracksuit to jam would you really wear a full tracksuit all right i'm exaggerating a little i did when i was in middle school but i kind of phased out the full one but in essence was the same because i would like tap i I guess the the sort of like the additum I should include is that I like was going through a phase where I just wanted to be anything but like super Jewish looking, which is kind of it's problematic. But you know, you always rebel against like you know the status quo of your community, right? So like that says a lot about I'm from Highland Park and all I wanted to be was like super tan, like blonde softball player. <laughs> like that's what I wanted my vibe to be, just because I'm just like a pale, like feeble Jewish girl. Okay, so that was my whole thing. God, the couch could have killed you. <laughs> I'm 110 pounds, and the couch just broke. So that's real. I feel like at this point, it's not on me. And <laughs> this couch is like gonna send me spiraling. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, just so so listening to the story, just picture like a like a a. A woman, a woman, a 16-year-old girl who should have been very pale, but just tanned the shit out of her skin uh-huh. and, like, just just so tacky. 
Uh, but I was fully into it, and I was just living life and feeling like I looked great. Anyway, so that was me. Um, I remember, so part of this trip was we had to go on like a week-long hike through the Negev Desert, which is the, the southern half of Israel, it's just a big desert. And, uh, you know, I, you've probably done some traveling, like our clothes got disgusting and we couldn't wash them, whatever. Um, so the, probably like the only responsible thing I did on this entire trip was bring like plastic bags to keep my dirty clothes in. Um, so that will, uh, become relevant later, I promise. Anyway, after we took, we did this like week long hike, uh, we had to go on homestays and I did not look into where I was going at all. If I had, I probably would have asked for a different homestay. I don't think you're looking at the mic. The mic is, doesn't care what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I didn't look into it, and I was placed with this incredibly religious family in this tiny town called Nitsan, which is, like, uh, very near the West Bank. Like, these people um, are, like, if you, don't, if you don't know anything about, like, uh, ultra-Orthodox Jewish people, picture the Babadook. That was how they dressed in, like, 90-degree weather all the time. Like, they were so religious and so conservative. And uh, then I was sent to go live with them. So I show up in like my whatever, like looking like a total dumbass. And I was like, hi. And they looked at me and they're like, okay. And uh, so that was sort of like our, our vibe together. But they were very, like, ho- they were hospitable. And um, first day I arrived, they welcomed me in the home, very religious young couple. They showed me to my room. And, uh, you know, I went, I went in the room, sat down on the bed, thought, okay, well, like, you know, there you hate me already, like, whatever, and this is, place was weird. <laughs> that was kind of, like, my whole uh, train of thought then. Um, so I'm in the bedroom, I'm unpacking, and I'm pulling out bags of dirty clothes from my, like, piece of luggage. And uh, you guys will remember the thong thing from earlier. So I reach into the bag. <laughs> I, I reach into my, like, my backpack and pull out the plastic bag with all of my dirty underwear slash thongs in it. And uh, my God, it was infested with ants. <laughs> totally invested. Like, I, I, knew, I, I just want to pause you because... Please picture how disturbing that visual. Like I'm, imagine the contrast, like, like neon pink. I didn't see it, but probably. Oh, well, I would liken it to the beginning of Blue Velvet, you know, where the camera's panning through like the nice neighborhood, and then it just goes down into like the bugs swarming in the dirt. <laughs> it was disgusting, and I panicked. <laughs> I was I like I was screaming internally because I did not want to let this family know what I was seeing. Um, but unfortunately, as a, as a 16 year old, 17 year old, I was not the most resourceful person around. So uh, in my mind, I was like, right, the solution is to throw the entire bag of ant infested underwear in a tiny desk, uh, like like paper. What are they called? A gar- tiny garbage can, like next to a desk. Like, and I was like, great, I solved it. That's the end of this. I have taken care of the problem. All right, so this is all, oh, by the way, I don't know if I made this clear, but this is all the first day that I'm there. So after I finish unpacking, you know, I forget about the whole thing. I forget about the ants. I go and explore Nitsan. I'm walking around, enjoying uh, the sights and sounds of a very religious conservative community. And I'm walking back to the house I'm staying in. And I see from a distance that there's like little strips of neon on the like laundry line. And I go, no. And I get closer and I realize 
that somebody has washed my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and they, that's what happened. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of... The moral of... Uh, so, we okay, I, I should say we never talked about it. Like, it was just incredibly tense that evening. And... Uh, I was deeply ashamed, but the way I look back on the story is basically like, uh, you know, you can judge, uh, people from different communities that are not like your own, uh, kind of harshly, as I did when I arrived in Nissan, but, uh, my God, was that a hospitable, very, very, very kind move, so kind I wish they hadn't done it, uh, to wash my horrible and crusted underwear, so that is my tale, I'm... Disgusting. Wow. I, would say, I didn't think that ants would like that type of thing. Well, <laughs> that seems like maggot territory. Without <laughs> you, yes, thank you. They could have. There could have been maggots in there. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't pick through it to figure out what the what the genus was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What are you guys up to? What's up?" I know uh, dogs like eating the crotches of undies. I think yes. maybe a lot of animals, it's kind of a delicacy. For sure. It's like, like an aioli. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a creamy salad. Exactly. <laughs> so, during our live shows, uh, we, we put out slips of paper so that... Um, so the audience members can write down their own gross stories, and then we read them anonymously on stage. Um, and so we've saved a bunch of those, and we're going to read. So these are from audience members at, uh, at our past Ladylike shows. Um, okay. Age, 9 to 13. Loki had a spit jar that I was using for lube. Yes, I collected spit weekly, so I no! could so I could put strange things up my bum. No, you make you're making this up. No, I mean they. Why wouldn't this person just use lotion? What a what a well, backwards individual. Honestly, lotion I feel like could might sting the inside of your ass. Oh, but like <laughs> bacteria ridden, festering uh, saliva. Yeah, yeah, you probably should have let it sit. And by the way, this isn't low key. Like this I know, is. We got kind of a mystery. I think it means they're writing it, but there is no low key way to do it. Yeah, what's a high key situation for this person? I don't want to know. I'm not touching anything <laughs> in your house. Okay, bad motel, Ohio, 2 a.m. Oh my god, this person's truly a natural born storyteller. Headed towards bed, turning off bedside light, barefoot on pile of toenail clippings. Now. Who's are they? Nah, that's the mystery, and I think what makes it so disgusting. What a cliffhanger. <laughs> they were whoever was in the hotel room last. We need a part two. What if they were just theirs? That's, uh, no, that if is they're, gross. If no, they're, they're yours, that's theirs. super they're normal so, and cool. they were not theirs. <laughs> okay, should I read this one? Mm-hmm. Got so drunk at a house party that I vomited on a glass screen door and then immediately looked at the guy standing next to me and asked, Ew, who would do that? That's gross. <laughs> And he goes, you did. Was informed of this the next morning. Remember nothing. <laughs> People are whack. Okay, this um, this one comes from a gentleman um, audience member. Did he write that? I'm a gentleman audience well, member. I can even assume that oh. he's a gentleman member, but he, they say, I am not a lady. But one time, a dude tried to fuck me and then wipe his jizz on my forehead like Rafiki in The Lion King. Oh my god, <laughs> that's super funny. What is the line there? 
Isn't there like a line? I'm your daddy. <laughs> I'm your daddy, Uncle Rafiki. <laughs> I believe oh, it's a line, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it's disturbing. It's the original cut. Uh, okay, this here we got one more. Um, today I masturbated at work, and someone heard, and winked at me when I got out. Oops. <laughs> what part did they hear? Were you going? I don't know. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! funny sketch, wouldn't it be? <laughs> like the, like Hitachi back massagers like plugged in. It's like under the <laughs> stall. Under the stall. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> like I love corporate life. Oh my god, did you hear that? That's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's like a multi-stall bathroom. You fucked up. I've never had that urge. I've never had that urge to, uh, like, jack off at work. Although sometimes when I'm driving, especially when I'm wearing a skirt, I want to preface this by saying I'm not masturbating, but I do find myself just resting my hand on my vagina. I have talked to people who have to jack off when they drive. I think it sounds dangerous. I they do jack off with Oh, yeah. Well, men, I, I do think... They're like, longer than an hour, I'm jacking off. <laughs> yeah, well, no, like, I... No! Well, most men that I have talked to, because for a while I was like, I, I was talking to a woman, and she told me that she did it. And I was like, are you kidding me? You're going to drive off the road. And then every man I Come, talked to, you have to after Who that, comes with their eyes open, first of all? It's like sneezing with your eyes open. Say, I don't even like sneezing when I'm driving, because I get really scared. <laughs> I've seen you sneeze. Your well, arms like, go everywhere. Like, my... <laughs> you go... <laughs> oh, sorry, that was my sneeze sound effect. I should work on that. It's similar. It is similar to the common sound effect, but um, <laughs> I think most men probably have jacked off while they're driving. I and can't. That's so not safe. The woman that I was talking to, not only did she say she was jacking off while she was driving, but she was watching porn on her phone. What? You're crazy. I'm like, she has a problem. I. It's. Was anyone else in the car? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. She's an Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still like five stars. I just don't want a problem. Oh my god, I know. Agreeable. I would, yeah, I'm still you tipping would, you. You come right on me and I'd give you five stars. Yeah, I'd be like, let's just not. Be so Next, we have a story that was told at one of our live shows in October 2018. This is from Melody Kamali. Um, all right, I have a few gross stories for you, but I just want you all to know that they, I think, have finally figured out all stem from the fact that I'm a very passive person, and I don't speak up when I should excuse myself. Um, like, I literally, very passive, like, I have to pump myself up in the morning in front of the mirror, just like, all right, what do we want? Assertiveness. When do we want it? Whatever's good for you. Sorry, thank you. Very shy, quiet girl. Like literally, even um, in elementary school, I earned the name Mel the Smell um, <laughs> because I didn't speak up when I needed to pee at field day, and it all culminated in me just being like, I'm just gonna do the hurdles and go straight to the bathroom, just not stop running straight into the school and piss on every hurdle, and then just have to stop in the lobby <laughs> while staring at janitors straight in the eyes. Uh, Mel the Smell for you. And then um, I moved to Chicago where things only got nastier. 
I don't live here anymore. The city ruined me, I'm starting to realize. <laughs> a lot of these stories, yeah, passive. Also, all booze-filled, fueled, sorry, all these stories. Um, I'm sober now, <laughs> for sure, um, because uh, I'm turning 30 this year, and every time I go to reflect on my 20s, I literally cannot. <laughs> I don't remember a thing. I think it's because we offer beer backs with water here, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, I, yeah, very, very passive. Um, I, like Carly, started off um, very much a dyke before hooking up with guys for the first time. This was before Tinder. I was like, you know what? I still, I guess, have my hetero virginity. Uh, really want to get rid of this. <laughs> what do I do? There are no apps yet. Um, what I do instead, drunk alone in my Logan Square apartment, is go on Craigslist. Yeah. Uh, put an ad up for my virginity. <laughs> the byline was literally, Hetero curious, like 22. <laughs> Picture of my cleavage, like never been with a dude, really just trying to get this over with. My inbox, my, it's flooded, flooded. <laughs> like my Blackberry broke, like it. <laughs> I still have a folder in my Gmail account called LOLCL where I just, I didn't know what to do with all the dick pics. I was like, I'm gonna wanna look back on this. No, I'm not, anyways. <laughs> Thousands of dick pics in my inbox still from that. Um, the disgusting thing is, very passive, didn't tell him to wear a condom. So this is a total stranger from Nebraska in town for a conference. I took a cab down to the Congress Hotel. Um, <laughs> And he's like, so let's just teach you the position. Like, it's disgusting. I immediately, after my first time with a man, had to get a pregnancy test, go to Planned Parenthood, get tested, didn't have anything, thank God. But that was just the start of, um, of the bender we're calling my 20s in Chicago. <laughs> after that, I, I did date a guy. Uh, so heterocurious while I was here. I, um, Tinder came out. I found this guy on Tinder. Um, and he had a pantyhose fetish, um, so like really just nylon, and that's fine, like whatever you're into, that's cool, but like it, w it became exclusively like we would only have sex if I was wearing layers of nylon, like just squeezing myself into this encasing and trying not to fart was sex for me. Um, <laughs> It was the most disgusting thing about all of this is the way he would initiate sex and just be like, you want to play dress up? Gross. Disgusting. Yeah, and I would spend all this money on pantyhose and he would just rip a hole into them. <laughs> yeah. Waste of money. Um, anyone know Tarek? He lives a few blocks away. Some of you know. Okay. Um, anyways. Um, oh yeah. One, the one good thing about him, um, he taught me that I can squirt. That's pretty cool. He became obsessed with it too. So not only are we snipping holes into layers of pantyhose, I'm now supposed to aim perfectly out of it. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so he would like be obsessed with making me squirt, but would never have period sex with me. It's like, oh, I, for sure, you prefer one mess over the other. You know, we all have our kinks. Um, so like, I got really bitter about it towards the end of the relationship. I started to, when I was on my period, just gut myself in the shower, <laughs> clean out all the, you know, blood and guts and, um, wait until like a little bits for them to accumulate a little bit and then he would you know do what he normally did stab me with a dildo until 
I squirted, and I would surprise him with blood squirt. And that's really <laughs> the best thing that I what I know. I download, we have apps now. I download her. I don't know if you guys know about this app. It's for women to meet each other non-binary. Um, so I get on this app and I'm like, I don't even know if I remember how to have sex with a girl. Like, I just want to meet a stranger and like just find a girl on there and just do it. Um, and meanwhile, I'm still quite, kind of heartbroken over this breakup. Like, I'm drinking, I'm on a two-week bender of just the whiskey and no food. Like, so, like, whiskey shits are brewing constantly in this two-week period. But still, I'm in great shape to go on a date, for sure. Um, so, I match with, the, like, the first girl I match with on there, she lives in the neighborhood. Um, I'm living at Kedzie and Fullerton. Um, she was a few blocks away. Woo, you too? Cool. Um, my blood squirt is all over that block. Um, uh, yeah, and probably over this next location. I, I, uh, we decided to meet at the Owl, where I'm gonna go out on a limb and say a lot of disgusting stories originate there too. Yeah. What a gross place. Um, we meet at the Owl. And, you know, of course, I have more whiskey for dinner, pump myself up, <laughs> I meet her there, and uh, we don't know what to do. We just, like, down some drinks and just start dancing. There's a DJ playing there that night. And we're just, uh, you know, like, she's starting to grind on my abdomen, and, like, the more she does that, the weaker I get, and I'm just starting to leak. Um, yeah, until, um, I'm sorry, your face, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, gets worse. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, you know, it shifts to hip-hop, I remember, and I was like, fuck, like, it's just very more grindy. And then to the point where she just, like, backs up onto me, and then I just sharp myself into my underwear and pantyhose. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I, like, guys are already staring at us dancing, and now even more so, because as we're dancing, I'm just kind of, like, scraping the back of my thigh for any juice, um, so, like, from afar, it looks like it's just two girls dancing, and one of them's really feeling herself, like, I am quite literally feeling myself, and checking, and checking, until finally, I'm like, I just, I gotta go to the bathroom and check this out. Um, and just uh, dispose of <laughs> my underwear immediately. Um, and yeah, I, I get rid of it, I toss it, I clean up, and then I go out to the bar where she is uh, ordered us like multiple shots of Malort because she has a sense of humor. Like, <laughs> okay, gross. Um, I would vomit sober taking a shot of Malort. But um, we do that, and then we immediately after that, not soon after, we're making out, and that's when I start to realize she has insane bio. Just like, <laughs> really bad. And I know, it's like, fuck me, who am I to judge? I just sharded on the dance floor. I know that, I know that, so I don't say anything. I would not want to judge, okay? And then uh, she's like, hey, you want to go back to my place? I'm like, all right, cool, it's gonna happen. Um, I'm just gonna hold my breath and do it. And so we walk to her place 
and she, um, she's like, you want to smoke some weed? Again, passive. I know that when I'm drunk and smoke weed, I vomit immediately. Do I say anything about that? No. <laughs> I say, yeah, let's rip your bong. <laughs> your bong. And then I just, I realized, I'm like, not only does she smell, she starts to play 311. I'm like, now I get what you smell. Uh, <laughs> I remember Caress Me Down was playing. <laughs> Um, but like I'm ripping a bong and like as I'm ripping the bong I start to like stuff's coming out into this woman's girl's bong um, and then whatever like let's just do it we like make it to her bed somehow and then I start to go down on her and if you guys thought the top half of her body smelled bad <laughs> yeah I am trying my best, my absolute best, but the smell, like you guys, I, I don't know, I moved away a year ago, is, do you know that smell, maybe it's still there, by the Damon Blue Line, that piss-soaked back alley by it? Yeah. It smelled like someone was grilling a tuna melt on a hot summer day, and that's the best I can describe that. Uh, so, okay, the combination of the bio, the Malort, the weed, the 311, uh, <laughs> I just, I, 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 it all happened so fast, I vomit in her pussy a little bit. And then I, it's all so fast. I would not rationally think this way ever, but my instinct was to lap it back up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this really happened. And it was, I was like, should I chew? Like, I bit down. And I just, I got up and I ran to her bathroom and then I just, I didn't know what to do. I was like, this is too big for the toilet. I like step into her bathtub and just projectile out of both ends. Yeah. And I turn the water on. Um, Cause I gotta get it down, but it's chunky. So I just take my socks off and start to, I love Lucy style mash, mash, make some wine out. Um, and then I just stayed in there. I was like, what does she think is happening right now? Until I like snuck around and saw that she felt fell asleep really quick, I think. She was asleep. So I gather my things and I'm like, well, thank God I'm not going to see her again and I'm going to have to get an Uber. Oh, she's two blocks away from me. Okay. <laughs> so just like for months after that, I had to like sneak to Walgreens with my head down and just like every time I come back here to this neighborhood, I'm afraid I'm going to see her. Um, so yeah, that is kind of a choose your own adventure story <laughs> for the moral. Um, one, you know, speak up for yourself. You know, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Be more assertive, okay? And then I guess um, the main takeaway for me at least is uh, don't go to the owl. Bad things That has been the Ladylike Podcast. I was here with Naomi Spungen. She runs a monthly show called Just Us Gals. It happens every third Wednesday of the month at Sleeping Village. This podcast was produced by me. I'm Jenna Gephardt. 
If you want to catch one of our live shows, they happen every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square at 8 p.m. Uh, the live shows are produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The Ladylike theme song is by Natalie Grace Alford. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Ladylike Chicago. Thanks so much for listening.